the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back in to the Bruce Hooley Show. You know what that means. It's time for the man, Bruce Hooley. Welcome to your own show. How are you today, brother? Hey, Jack. How are you? So kind of you to have me on, and um, I'm hoping it'll be uh, more regular for me to be back on very, very soon. I uh, actually had plans to be back on um, a couple of weeks ago, and then got a bad dose of what it sounds to me like you have a small dose of now, which is a nasty flu bug, and that uh, is going around central Ohio, and maybe a lot of people have had it and can understand why it's uh, hard to persevere through that. It, absolutely. I, I tried to be very cautious and make sure no fever, right? I stayed away. Um, but, you know, I have this bad habit of not listening to my body sometimes. I think it's been tapping me on the shoulder for a few weeks and going, hey, man, you need, you need to settle down. And then, wham, this week it, it finally got me. But it's good to be back. I can't wait to have you back. I can't tell you how excited listeners are who reach out to me and go, all right, when is he coming? When is he coming back? So give us an update if you can, if you don't mind. How are things health-wise? And uh, what's on the horizon? Well, I had an MRI uh, on my brain last week, and that was um, scheduled to assess the first round of chemotherapy and radiation on the cancer left in my brain that they didn't take um, in order to not compromise me cognitively or you know physically or anything like that. They take as much cancer as they can but they realize the difference between the bad tissue and the good tissue, and they don't want to get into that gray area because they might take something that, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to wake up and not know who, not know my wife or my children or anything like that. So that's the purpose of leaving some of the cancer in and everything looks great. Uh, the doctors, the oncologist, uh, met with my neurosurgeon yesterday, uh, all of them extremely pleased with treatment. And I'm uh, supposed to very soon, as soon as the medicine arrives, uh, start another year of chemotherapy. So uh, I made a joke with uh, some of our legislative friends the other day that I've been texting about their success in overriding Governor DeWine's veto on uh, House Bill 68, getting the SAFE Act and the Save Women's Sports Act enacted into law. I said, I'm scheduled to undergo another year of chemotherapy unless I can find a doctor who will prescribe uh, brain-affirming care. But I haven't found anybody that uh, will uh, accede to my feelings that my brain feels fine and I don't really need another year of chemotherapy. So I think I'll bend to the experts and follow their advice in hopes of being around for a long, long time. Well, thank you for that update. Uh, were you surprised, Bruce? I don't know if you caught it earlier or maybe you read about it, the ACLU has already filed a lawsuit 
contesting. Have they filed it or are they thinking of filing? Uh, I believe they have filed it. Let me. Okay. Well, as I understand it, they have to file it in state court. Yes. Am I correct? Yes, they have to file it in state court. Good luck to them on that because I think we're uh, safe with an Ohio Supreme Court that I would anticipate would dismiss their claims. I was a little worried uh, as uh, the federal courts, you can get uh, a bad judge, and we have plenty of them here in our own federal court, that would smile upon the lunacy of uh, not protecting children from gender mutilation surgeries and from things like uh, prescribing puberty blockers. So I feel good about it if it's in state court. I think it'll be just fine here in the state of Ohio. How about you? Yeah, so I'm going to – that's a great question because my my belief is twofold. I'm optimistic that the long game is in favor of sanity. Uh, I worry about the short game, and the short game being – well, for example, the Sixth and Tenth Circuit courts have weighed in. The Supreme Court, I believe, would would side with sanity. But what the ACLU does and notoriously does is they venue shop. So they'll find a blue judge somewhere in the state that uh, – and I, I would assume they'll push for a temporary restraining order or a stay. And the law will be basically uh, paused until the case is decided. And then you know, my concern there is how many more kids do we lose um, that have been influenced by social contagion uh, – to addiction to drugs and, you know, worst case scenario, uh, having their body parts cut off. But I think long run, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, I think you're right in the short term. And we know they don't have to look very far for a crazy blue judge because they can just go to Cincinnati and get Christian Jenkins, the the idiot who uh, blocked the six-week abortion ban after, uh, you know, we had Roe versus Wade overturned at the federal level. Uh, he one judge was able to stop that uh, sweet abortion ban in Ohio from being implemented. And of course we lost the statewide election because I don't think we do a good job of messaging on that particular issue. So yes, uh, the tragedy of it will be that if they do find a blue judge in the short term and they get their uh, agenda driven uh, decision, uh, we will lose more kids to this really despicable um agenda that is out there on the part of uh, children's hospitals. And the most egregious part of it is that, you know, the Hippocratic Oath is do no harm. And I just can't understand how any doctor uh, short of having their mind co-opted by just blatant evil can view giving puberty blockers to a child or removing uh, body parts uh, as fulfilling their Hippocratic Oath to do no harm. Well, let's, uh, if you don't mind, we'll toggle over to this, unless there's something else you want to talk about. You talked about the Hippocratic Oath. Well, lawmakers take an oath to defend the Constitution. And I've talked a couple of times today about Joe Biden's handling of our southern border. He is now at direct odds with uh, Greg Abbott in Texas. Uh, How do you see this playing out? And do you think that this is the linchpin to the 2024 race for uh, the White House? Well, I think it can be if Donald Trump stays on message and if Donald Trump stays away from his worst tendencies. Uh, I thought his messaging in the aftermath of the Iowa caucus was, was, was wonderful. You know, he was gracious. Uh, His messaging in the aftermath of the New Hampshire primary was not, he was, you know, very, (laughs) excuse me, very angry 
toward Nikki Haley. And I understand why he was angry toward Nikki Haley because her speech that sounded like a victory speech was crazy. Yep. But that's what politicians do. You can't say, yeah, I have no path to the nomination, so all your donors will run and hide. But he's got to stay gracious, and he's got to keep the onus on Joe Biden. And he said something the other day about, go ahead and blame the border crisis on me. Well, no. Like, the border crisis is not your fault. <coughs> Excuse me. The Joe Biden's policies, the 90-plus executive orders that he signed on the day he took office, reopened the border. We have yep. audio of Biden from his uh, – debates against his Democratic challengers prior to the 2020 election saying, I would say, come, surge to the border, come. We have video of migrants at the border saying, you know, yay, Joe Biden, I'm coming because of Joe Biden. We have ample video. We don't even need to run a campaign commercial for Donald Trump in the fall of 2024 with Donald Trump in it. We just have to show video of Joe Biden doddering around, not able to find his way off stage. Joe Biden uh, lying about uh, inflation and the economy. Uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre stumbling over her words, unable to find any kind of heartfelt sympathy for the three American soldiers who were murdered by Joe Biden's incompetence in keeping the Houthis from attacking us every single day. Like All those kinds of things, that's how we message. We make the 2024 election about Joe Biden and his incompetence. We don't make it about Donald Trump or his personality that chafes independence. We don't make it about Donald Trump seeking retribution for the 2020 election and the machinations that were done there. We keep the focus on Joe Biden. And if he does that, I think he's got a chance to win. All right, Bruce, we've got 30 seconds. Uh, Your call. You want to stick for the final segment or do you need to roll? No, I can stick around. That'd be fine. Awesome. Hey, stay tuned. Uh, Bruce Hooley talking about Joe Biden um, and the crisis at the border. And uh, who knows? We might even dabble into the Super Bowl in the final segment here of the Bruce Woolley Show. So stay tuned. More after the break. Welcome back in. Just a quick update. I did do a search, and it appears, Bruce, you're correct. Uh, the ACLU of Ohio announced their intent to file a lawsuit. So uh, I'm sure that they have arguments on the need for transgender youth um, to have their constitutional right to receive care. I, I, I'm sure they have all of those components buttoned up. It appears they're venue shopping right now. So I do not see that the lawsuit has been filed, but they are uh, prepared to file it. So kudos to you on that. A um, couple of things. Uh, before we went to break, we were talking about Joe Biden. I, I want to give you this and then ask a question. According to Real Clear Politics this morning, in Arizona, Trump is up three. In Georgia, Trump is up eight. In Michigan, Trump is up five. Nevada, Trump up eight. North Carolina, Trump plus 10. Pennsylvania, Trump plus three. Wisconsin, Trump leads Biden by five points. We've heard that there's going to be some black swan event in 2024. I translate that to chaos because Mm -hmm. to me, we have evidence, or we now have experiential uh, evidence of what works and what doesn't. We, we've experienced Biden. We've experienced Trump. To me, it's clear who the leader is, and so the only hope is chaos. If you had to guess, uh, what is the what is the basis of that chaos in twenty twenty four that we might see to try to sway the election? 
Well, I think what worked before would be something that I wouldn't rule out, which is, you know, some kind of mystery disease that, you know, they have to scare us. I remember distinctly sitting in my chair, um, studying my Bible early in the morning as uh, as my morning routine in uh, March of 2020, after we were canceling the NBA season, high school tournaments, shutting everything down. And I thought, you know, I never thought that a foreign adversary could take over the United States because we're protected by the oceans. But I said, I now realize that all they have to do is they don't really have to conquer us. They just have to scare us. Yep. And so they'll try to do something to scare us. Um, the question that I have really, Jack, is that we're seeing an invasion of our country. Uh, heard a conservative commentator the other day say that of the people who have come into our country illegally, 25,000 of them are Chinese. And he made the point, nobody leaves China without permission. You know, and I thought it was like, wow, wow yep. that's very true. Like nobody leaves China without permission. Uh, we got people from Haiti coming across the border. Like you can't walk from Haiti to the southern border. Like, you know, this is a well-financed, organized, and I'm sure at some point tactical invasion of our country. But they have to know, or maybe they don't because they're Democrats and they don't have any wisdom or discernment. That a, that a terrorist event in our country prior to the election will ensure the election of Donald Trump. I'm astounded that Xi Jinping doesn't make a move on Taiwan with the American military depleted by the ridiculous amount of arms we've sent to Ukraine. Yep. With our preoccupation now, is it isn't, we aren't preoccupied enough with what's going on in the Middle East. Uh, I'm amazed Xi Jinping doesn't make his move on Taiwan. There's no better, in my mind, strategic time for him to do that than right now. But I think they all know, the Houthis know, uh, Vladimir Putin knows, Xi Jinping knows, and whoever might be funding a terrorist action within our borders because of the uh, positioning that they've done at the southern border with the invasion, that if they do this, they ensure the election of Donald Trump, and that then their freedom to do what they've had free reign to do over the past three years will be back, will be stopped. So I don't know uh, what it'll be, but I, I know that uh, the Biden administration has a lot of tools at its hands to artificially manipulate the economy. I fully expect them to do that. I fully expect them to try to demonize Trump at every turn. But again, they overplay their hand in that. The $83 million verdict for E. Jean Carroll Anybody with half a brain can look at that and know how ridiculous that is. And so I just hold out hope that Trump will make a savvy vice presidential pick, that it'll shore up some of his weaknesses, and that he won't be crazy on the campaign trail and that he'll exercise some discipline because he is his own worst enemy. Uh, and if he can avoid being that and keep the focus on Joe Biden, then I think he's got a chance to win. In 2020, there was a cabal. Molly Ball wrote about it for Time, and uh, I've read part of it on this show. It included Democrats and Republicans and uh, big tech and big pharma. And I fully expect that same group of actors to be active, if you will, again in 2024. And in fact, um, I believe that they have manufactured what I think it's called the totalitarian playbook. And they're going to point at Donald Trump and say, look, if the election doesn't go in his favor, here's how he's going to take over the world. Or if the election does go in his favor, here's what he's going to do. Bruce, I believe 
that laid out in that totalitarian playbook is the excuse that Democrats will use to go, I get that we're supposed to play by the rules, but this guy's a totalitarian and we're not turning this over to him. I I think we're in for uh, something we've never seen in 2024. But before we go too deep in that, we only have a couple of minutes here. You said something that I agree with you vehemently about, that Donald Trump's pick for vice president um, is enormous. Who would you pick if you were Donald J. Trump as your running mate? Well, it has to be somebody who can appeal to suburban women. And I really don't have a great answer to that. I don't think Elise Stefanik is that. I don't think Christy Nome is that. Um, I don't know if Nikki Haley is that. And it certainly seems like, you know, she's not uh, an ideal candidate. Um, Tim Scott. I don't really think there's a whole lot of there there with Tim Scott. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have an answer. Um, I know some people portray these uh, crazy scenarios, Tulsi Gabbard, RFK Jr. I mean, that's not going to happen. That would alienate too many Republicans who would hold their nose and vote for Trump. Uh, and I would be one of those if you pick Tulsi Gabbard just because I don't want, you know, I mean, it is conceivable that Donald Trump could die in office and then we'd have a pro-abortion Republican president. Uh, if Tulsi Gabbard were the VP. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a I don't have an ideal selection at this point in time, but uh, those are the names that I've heard and the names that you've heard. Do you have a pick that you'd like? I, you know, it, for me right now, it's hard. I mean, we've heard some of the Ohio guys, um, J.D. Vance. Vivek I don't think Ramaswamy. J.D. Vance helps him at all. Agreed. I don't think J.D. Vance helps him at all. I don't think either does. I think the Venn diagram overlaps too much with both of those characters. Um, I could see how a Tulsi Gabbard would make sense, but I agree with you. Um, could you sell that? Meaning, could you uh, – oh, Ben Carson is another one Jeff wanted me to point to. What about Ben I Carson? I like Ben Carson. I like that pick. I do. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, Jeff, thank you for that. Someone actually told me that a week ago and said that might be the front runner. Um, and, you know, there hasn't been a lot said. So, um, boy, that could be the that could be the one for the win. Yeah, it's just he doesn't have any real. He has never been elected to public office, but I, they, he needs somebody who can articulate things and stay on message because he really Trump really struggles with that. Amen to that. Well, Bruce Woolley, got about thirty seconds here. What do you want to say to the listeners before we wrap up? I'll be back as soon as I can. As soon as I can talk for a couple of hours without coughing. Be um, interested to see the reception Joe Biden gets in East Palestine. If he can even re- remember that it's East Palestine and not East Palestine. I look forward to seeing him heckled there because I think the people have reason to be really, really upset that it's taken him this long to get there. Bruce, thank you, brother. God bless you. Can't wait to have you back. Thank you, Jack. Thank you for listening to 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Woolley Show, Jack Windsor stewarding the microphone until that man is back here in this chair. Thank you for listening. Set an alarm for 11 o'clock tomorrow. You don't want to miss that show. God bless you. Have a great rest of the day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.